For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore an even easier way to make reels on Facebook, which could be a great time saver for marketers. Also, more potential restrictions on who we can target using Facebook ads and the most impactful updates on Facebook this year, as well as the biggest opportunities for marketers on Facebook in 2023. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm joined by Allie Kelly. Allie is manager of the Social Media Marketing Society that we have here at Social Media Examiner. And welcome to the show, Allie. Hi, Jerry. I am extremely excited to finally be part of one of our live videos that goes to more than just our membership. <laughs> so it's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got a lot of great stuff to give. And, and normally, yeah, it's only goes out to the people that are in the society. So let's talk about something that I think it has a great name. I don't know how impactful it will be, but Facebook is offering something new called ready-made reels. Tell us about what exactly is a ready-made reel and what are they doing with this? Yeah, I had to do a little bit of digging to find where this is in the Facebook app. At the very top of the app, when you first open it up, you'll find all the stories and the reels. You have to switch over to the reels tab. And when you hit create reel, it's got this kind of plug and play reels builder, which has been like that for a little while. That is not necessarily new, although it is super easy to use. And if you're not using it, definitely take advantage of the functionality that is there. But within this Reels Builder, below the options for like camera, music, and effects, and so on, you have an option for gallery, drafts, and that's where you see the ready-made. And if you tap on ready-made, what it should do is bring up content that you have shared on Facebook that you can then use to create a Reel, and it will supposedly do it all for you. Now. I am more of a manager of things on Facebook and less of a personal Facebook user. So I haven't put enough things on my personal Facebook profile for it to generate something for me. But it says on here, share more to unlock ready-made reels. When you share stories, photos, and videos, Facebook can turn those into reels for you that are ready to share. In the meantime, you can create a reel by recording or uploading a video. So just supposed to make it super easy. And this is part of Facebook's growing emphasis on short form video and reels. I think where it's kind of going right now is should there be a void if TikTok goes anywhere? And that's uncertain right now. Facebook wants to be ready to fill that void. But we have seen this 
growth of their emphasis on reels for this entire year, starting in February, when they actually released reels globally to all Facebook users. I won't necessarily go through all of the every single little update, but throughout the year, they have been releasing new features for reels. They've released reels for groups. They have started paying creators to create reels. Oh, there's so many. There's so many updates. Yeah. When somebody says, teach me reels, I'll give you a tutorial, but you just have to go in and start using it. Yeah. There's been almost an update every single month for what they're doing with reels. And I think it's only going to continue. Well, I love that anything they're doing to make it easier for people to create reels, it's obviously an indication that they are still, you know, even though they've had some trouble grabbing traction with reels, as well as it's worked over on Instagram, they're obviously moving in this direction. So I'm all for anything like that. Personally, as a recovering perfectionist, anytime there is one of these, we'll build it out of the stuff you already have things. I'm always like, okay, well, it's almost good. Let me try this, or I want to change this photo out or whatever it might be. But I think it's absolutely worth playing with. And and thanks for kind of walking us through where it is, because I do want to go in and play with that a bit. Another update has to do with ad targeting. And there are, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of ways you can target people with Facebook ads. But if something that you are using goes away, it can be detrimental to certain types of businesses or certain types of marketers. This update, though, is things they're specifically removing from Facebook profiles. So what is this that they're taking away here as we head toward the end of the year? Yeah, they're taking away a lot of the personal information that people add to their profile. And this is actually sort of streamlining Facebook to be a little bit more like other social platforms. So it's going to take away things about like your dating preferences, your religious preferences, things along those lines, which in turn will limit Facebook's ability to target people in advertising based on the things that they said in those parts of their profile. It was kind of a sneaky way all along for Facebook to get more information about us so they could target us. I mean, in some ways, if you're a marketer, you see all the benefits of this, like, well, I see more ads that actually interest me. Yes. But there is the concern of privacy and all of that. My opinion is if I was willing to share this kind of stuff publicly already, I don't see it as a big deal. But You know, then again, it's not necessarily public information what my dating and religious views are. Yeah, well, and all of targeting is amazing for marketers, creepy for consumers. And I think for most of us that are marketers are also consumers, obviously. And so we can feel both ways when it comes to that. It was interesting because it was way back in January of this year that they removed religious and political beliefs as ad targeting options, along with some other things. And so now they're finally taking it off the profiles altogether. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with privacy and the growing storm of privacy restrictions across the internet. I think it also, there may be an element in there of wanting to avoid ad discrimination. Mm -hmm. That may be part of this decision. There's also the fact that the EU just declared the kind of personalized ads that Meta does as illegal. So if Meta didn't do it themselves, I think there's going to be legal entities that will restrict it for them. Well, I loved your insight about looking at the other social networks. Obviously, none of the other social networks have bios this in-depth, and they've had no problem gathering information for targeting or advertisers. So... It is New Year's resolutions time already. It's hard to believe we're almost at the end of 2022. Are you ready for 2023? 
Come to Social Media Marketing World for expert-level training combined with a look at the future of the industry. You can walk away with real business-building tactics focused on what's now and what's next, which is really the important thing. You can go to visit socialmediamarketing.world to lock in your ticket and a solid strategy for 2023. You can again go to socialmediamarketing.world. And one of the problems with Facebook, which we're talking about today, is they've always done a better job at serving advertisers than serving users, which makes sense because advertisers are where they make their money. But they're moving forward with something they've been testing, which is actually kind of helping more on the the user side, the consumer side. What is this thing that they're expanding now, Allie? Yeah, they're saying they're expanding support for accounts that have been shut down. I actually have had some personal experience in this area with someone very, very close to me had what we assume was an AI something in Facebook flagged something that it really shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And this person had their entire meta existence wiped off the face of the planet. Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, all of it with hardly any recourse. There was one appeal that we are not convinced was actually reviewed by a real person. Yeah. And that was it. And he had to start all over. It's a problem because there's not enough people at Facebook to handle these legitimate concerns. And, you know, losing your Facebook account affects more than just you. It affects the people that you care about and communicate with and have business relationships with. So what they have said they're doing is they have opened up a chat option. And this is just a limited test right now to a million or so people. It started at the beginning of December where you supposedly, I haven't seen a screenshot of how this works, but you supposedly can chat with someone to get assistance in restoring your Facebook account. What they have said to do in case this should happen to you is to make sure that you have updated all of your contact information in your Facebook account should this ever happen in the future. And that way, if they have your correct email address and your phone number and whatnot, then it will make it much easier for them to verify that you are who you say you are mm. and make it a much quicker process to get set back up. It's a great tip because, yeah, a lot of us created our Facebook profiles, what, 15 years ago now almost. And if you do not have access to that AOL or Yahoo email address <laughs> or whatever you may have used then that don't you don't use now, yeah, that's a great point. That's a good tip for everybody to go through and do that. It's interesting too, because for years, Facebook has offered support to advertisers and really not even all advertisers, only sort of the yeah. top level. Like when I worked at an agency, we could get somebody anytime we wanted because of the amount of money that we were spending. It doesn't really help you know, marketers that are in smaller companies and, and small business owners and things like that. So it's interesting that they're leaning that way because I think they're finally realizing they're like, well, we can say, oh, the you know, we only care about the ad money, but if the people leave, then there's no ad money. It's a real problem across the board, not just with personal accounts. It's a problem with advertisers getting shut down with no explanation. When we let people into our Facebook group that we use in the society, you know how Facebook groups have little questions that they ask you before they let you in. Right. And we added almost as just kind of a fun question, you know, if you could choose any superhero power what would you choose? And we had like choices like invisibility, flying, things like that. But then the last <laughs> one is reaching a real person at Facebook <laughs> as a superpower. And I tell you what, like more than two thirds of the people choose that as like, if I could choose between invisibility and getting a real person at Facebook, like that's how big of a problem it is. 
Yeah, that would be the ultimate gift for marketers for sure. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if they go in this direction. And as you mentioned, the, the biggest problem is where stuff gets flagged and shut down by a computer that is not really fully able to examine everything. Well, it's been a big year for Facebook. And so let's go through some of the biggest updates on Facebook this year. And I think these are good to revisit because sometimes something got announced in April and you were like, oh yeah, I want to use that at some point. And then now here we are at the end of 2022. And now might be the time where hearing it and you go, oh, that needs to be part of my strategy in this coming year. So to go through just really quick, some of the biggest updates announced for Facebook this year. First up, the outcome-driven ads experience and the meta advantage and advantage plus ad automations, which were basically easier ways to set up ad campaigns using automation in Facebook as opposed to doing all the settings from scratch. They're always looking to make it easier or faster for marketers and small businesses to create ad campaigns. Another one was the removal of certain ad targeting categories that we touched on today. Back in January, they removed religious practice, political beliefs, health causes, and a few others. I know a couple businesses that were specifically tied to health causes that their Facebook marketing plan essentially had to be completely revamped because that was not there anymore. Another big update, or it wasn't necessarily a news story this year, but the impact of Apple's privacy updates on marketing on Facebook. Reels launched globally in February with lead gen ads. They introduced lead filtering. So if you have somebody fill out your lead gen form, depending on how they answered, you could send them to different places. We had integrated gated content with instant forms. So if somebody fill out an instant form on Facebook, then you could show them the content that they requested right away rather than them having to go and check an email or anything like that. The discovery engine was certainly a big update this year. In July, Mark Zuckerberg said that content from non-followers would double by the end of the year, which would of course take us to where we are here, which would be 30% of the feed. I'm guessing you know, what you see is based on your own usage and who you interact with. Facebook group channels were introduced. So channels within a Facebook group for audio, chat, or the feed. Pages can now post content just for top fans. And then the new pages experience rolling out everywhere, which had been going on very, very slowly over the last couple of years. But in the last few months, they kind of said, hey, it's going everywhere. You can't roll back. So Ali, let's start with, of all of these updates, which do you think was the biggest and most impactful update this year for marketers? I think the biggest thing that has impacted marketers when it comes to Facebook is, is kind of the big social media elephant in the room, which is TikTok, and how Facebook has adapted to compete with TikTok. So you mentioned a second ago how Mark Zuckerberg said that they were going to be increasing recommended content in the news feed, but it started way before he made that announcement. They announced in June that newsfeed changes were coming and that Facebook would prioritize feeds based on video and not from people you follow. Well, that was alarming. And then in July, they introduced the chronological feeds tab because they <laughs> needed to give people a place to actually go see the stuff that they wanted to see. And then Zuckerberg talked about the recommended content. It is very reminiscent of the For You page on TikTok. And by reminiscent, you mean an exact replica, <laughs> practically, almost. Well, I mean, I think they're trying to do more of show, like, you know, one of the big things that makes TikTok so successful is that the very first thing you see are these TikToks from people you don't know or follow. And I don't think Facebook is that extreme with it. They still show you some things that you follow and people you know, but there's more of that recommended stuff in there than there used to be. And then they also, in September, had this whole thing they started giving out these recommendations 
of how to increase your Facebook reach, what they called an unconnected distribution, basically how your page can reach an audience that is not already following you. And so all of this combined, I think, is how Facebook is dealing with the success of TikTok and trying to bring in some of those elements to not only help their pages be more successful, but to get people to spend more time on the platform with this content that, you know, is rather addictive and just keeps you scrolling. Yeah, well, and I have to agree. I think the unconnected distribution or, you know, the discovery engine, whatever part of it you want to talk about, I think that was the biggest update for Facebook in 2022, because for the first time, we can now create content for people that have not heard of us without spending money on ads, as well as content for people that are following us and almost have them show up you know, like reels are obviously mostly reaching a lot of people that are not following you versus traditional feed posts and stories like that. So of all of the updates this year, and, and you know, we kind of went through 10 of the big ones, there were certainly a lot more. Were there any that you just felt like turned out to be a big nothing? Like it was like, oh, this is going to happen. And then there's nothing happened with it. What was the biggest nothing of 2022? I kind of have two things about this. One that was definitely something that I thought was coming and then I don't know where it went. Okay. And that was in July, Facebook had announced that they were testing a deal where they were going to allow single accounts to actually have five profiles yeah, attached yeah. to the accounts. I was very excited about this. I know some people were a little weary, like people were going to abuse it and take advantage of it. But it seemed like they had the right idea in place to prevent that from happening. And they were supposedly testing it with a bunch of people. And then I don't know what happened to it. It's been like six months. so. It may or may not come to fruition. We'll see. Okay. The other thing is not necessarily a nothing burger, but it's like a thing that Facebook has made a big deal about. But like, I don't know that this is really a great thing for us marketers. And that's the whole new pages experience because all (laughs) I see are problems (laughs) and people can't figure out how to do this or that. And we can't do location pages anymore. And we can't post jobs anymore. And I'm like, how is this better? I don't know. but you know, maybe there's an end game that I just can't see yet. Yeah, that is entirely true. And that was going to be my pick for the biggest nothing was the new pages experience. Because I mean, there are things that are better about it. There are things that are streamlined. The fact that soon won't have to answer the question, what's the difference between followers and likes anymore? You know, things like that. But in general, yeah, it's supposed to be this massive thing, this multi-year rollout that turned out to just be this thing that seemed to be more annoying than anything. But I'm sure they had their reasons. And as you said, maybe those haven't revealed themselves. Everything that's going on with Facebook right now, Allie, what do you think is the biggest opportunity for marketers on Facebook in 2023? The thing that excites me the most when it comes to opportunities with the the built-in features of Facebook that I think is grossly underutilized right now, this is one of those things that like, I recommend it if it makes sense for your business. First of all, Try to figure out the ways to use Facebook more organically because there's a lot of things that you can do there that people aren't taking advantage of. But, you know, also because ads are becoming harder, it's becoming harder to target and therefore more expensive. But using Facebook organically and the things that I'm most excited about are subscriptions tied to pages, which create membership groups also tied to your pages. And within those pages, and those groups using video and live video tied with the ability to collect, to monetize using stars. So altogether, 
I think that if you have a business where you can create regular video content, especially like behind the scenes kind of stuff, you know, create your own little mini reality show, put that behind a subscription paywall, five bucks a month, people will pay that. And I am seeing this actually done brilliantly. I'm sure it's being done brilliantly in a lot of places, but the page that I follow that I'm absolutely addicted to is this little farm in Scotland called Dalscone Farm. And they have this membership group. They have about 2,000 people in there paying five bucks a month. Wow. Which is no small amount of money. Yeah, it adds up. (laughs) And then they do these live videos, sometimes multiple ones a day. Granted, they have like the easiest content in the world with goats and sheep and donkeys. But the way that they give us the behind the scenes, it's it's run by a family and they're always poking fun at each other and they're not professional videographers. And that's what makes it so endearing. There is a constant struggle with their stupid microphones, but it's fun and it's hilarious and they're just absolutely lovable. And they're earning $10,000 a month in subscriptions, it sounds like, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something. That is something. On top of the stars, there was one video they did where they were introducing a new animal. It was a big deal. And they got $1,000 worth of stars just from the one video. And stars is where you can basically hit a star and it sends money to your creators you like. Yeah. 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 So you can enable stars just for your page. It doesn't have to be for a group tied to your page. But you can enable stars for your page. And then people can purchase stars from Facebook and then give those stars to you. And so for every 100 stars that you get, it equates about to $1 of value. Wow. They got $1,000 from one video you said about that. It was insane. They were just, the stars were flowing. There was one woman who kept giving like 10,000 stars. I was really concerned that she might not understand that that was real money. And not a like button. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But she continued doing that for weeks after that. She just must have a lot of disposable income to spend on cheap videos. But the concept of it is that you can create this raving fan audience on Facebook. When you do the subscription stuff, you can create exclusive content just for your paying members and they will show up for it if they love what you're doing. I love the idea of sort of creating that community within your community of super fans. And I think in addition to making money from subscriptions, just that in general, you know, it's always easier to sell the people who already love you more stuff than it is to sell to people who've never heard of you. And so, you know, when I worked at an agency, we had a lot of restaurant clients and one of them, we had a sandwich of the week every week and it was a special sandwich only offered at lunch. And it was always an over the top, like a sandwich built for social media almost, you know, like a, just a ridiculous looking sandwich. But we sort of started a fan club just around that and a private Facebook group. And so this would be that same type of opportunity by using subscriptions where people might even pay a little bit and maybe you give them $5 off the sandwich, you know, when you, they sign up or something like that. All right, my pick, the biggest opportunity I think on Facebook for marketers in 2023 is the ability to serve people in more than one stage of their customer journey. Because we've always sort of had to post for people, unless we spend money on ads, we've always had to post for people whether they've just heard of us or may love us to death and know more about us than our pets' names and things like that, or somewhere in between. And now with the way that content's being distributed, we have the opportunity to sort of talk to new people with reels and then talk to people that kind of have a better relationship with us with feed posts 
And then, you know, onward from there, whether we move them to private messages or direct messages or sorry, email or whatever it might be, but we've never been able to do that without spending thousands on ads. And so I think that's going to be a big opportunity in 2023. I'm sure there'll be many more conversations around all of this at Social Media Marketing World, which is coming up in March. And Allie, I know you've been to every single one since it began, and I'm excited to get to hang out with you in person when we get there. Quick reminder, you can get your physical ticket to be there in San Diego with us or your virtual ticket now. Just go to socialmediamarketing.world. Allie, where can we discover more about you? So you can find out more about the society I manage here at Social Media Examiner by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash society. Or you can find me personally basically anywhere on the internet as at essentially Allie, A-L-I. Oh, nice. I like that. Essentially, Allie. All right. And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, a couple for you to check out. One, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Web3 Business Podcast. Find them in your favorite podcast player. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.